Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. What's happening, y'all? It's Believe in Ravens. Back with you once again, Kyrie Thompson and Daniel Wilcox. Let me go ahead and switch our icons a little bit. I don't know why it's got me on the right and you on the left, but you know what? We, we got it right this time. Okay, I Absolutely. I am not nine year you know pro veteran <laughs> Daniel Wilcox. Um, you know uh, we, we, we got it we got it right right now. But uh, hey, still man, dropping I, dimes, my guy. You still dropping dimes. Yo, I was I was telling Wilcox. You know, had myself had myself a day playing football. Just got back from the field, and I had a career game, and we lost. That's real tough. <laughs> How are you gonna throw six touchdown passes and you lose a game? Is that a, is that a is that a headband around your neck? Oh no 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 that's that's just a that's just an Under Armour. But hey, gotcha, I, I hope gotcha. look because you because you called me out before. I just want I just want you to peep the cut, okay? And that's the thing. I got the fresh cut, so, so you know fresh. I had the ball. So fresh, yeah. You was I, out there I, like Mike, like like a young Michael Vick dropping dimes, throwing putting it on on the tightrope in the back of the end zone. Everything you balling look, out, man. Today. You would have been proud. I feel like I feel like you definitely would have been proud. But look. We got to be proud. We got we got to find a reason to be proud of these Ravens, my man, because it's been an interestingly up and down season. I mean, obviously, it's still that's the thing, man. It it feels like the season's been forever already. It's only right. week seven. We're not yeah. even halfway through this thing. But you know, the Ra- the Ravens have shown at times that they should be considered among the better teams in the NFL. But there are also times when you're looking at them and you're saying to yourself, you're playing, are you are you just like are you playing down to the level of your competition? Like what, what's going on here? Right. You're wondering what's going on. So for right now, through six weeks of the season going into week seven, how are you feeling about this team? Well, the Ravens, I mean, I'm I'm ecstatic. I'm ecstatic about the Ravens. I I always am. You know, it doesn't matter how good or how bad we're doing. I bleed purple. So you know, I'm a little biased in that in that category. Um, I am a little I'm not even frustrated. I was trying to explain some stuff to a buddy of mine yesterday, and I was mm. telling him that, you know, we didn't play any of our starters in preseason. So really last week was week one of our regular season. We just played yeah. four preseason games. Everybody's back acclimated. Everybody got their legs back underneath them. All right, now we should be ready to go play some football. This is week two of the regular season. We just won week one last week. This is our second game. Unfortunately, it's coming against the 5-1 and one Detroit Lions right now, and they're hot, hot, hot. Never figure I'd say that in my lifetime, but it's here now. But at the same time, you know, I'm, I'm happy with the way that we have progressed on offense. I still feel like the whole bag hasn't been opened yet on offense, and we're waiting to kind of unleash some of our best work, and I'm hoping some of that happens this week. And um, the defense is doing great. I think they're ranked number two right now um, in the league. And um, that's that's huge, man. You know, the Ravens defense has always been a top five defense. So they're carrying on that tradition on the defensive side of the ball. Now we just got to figure out a way to score some more runs and stuff on offense, man. We have to score some more some more touchdowns and and get the ball in the end zone a lot more. You know, I think right now we're averaging about 22.2 points a game. And that's not going to cut it in this league, not in this passing league that we have now when the Miami Dolphins is scoring 70 points on people. We definitely got to start scoring some points. Um, but I think we have an all-star cast on both sides of, of the of the um, of the ball, you know, offense and defense, and our special teams is starting to pick up a little bit too. So Duvernay had a long return last week mm-hmm. that made me happy and put a smile on my face. You know, I'm a Devin Duvernay fan. Mm-hmm. I think that guy is a is a talent, and he's just waiting to for somebody to understand how dope he is and just give him the ball a lot more. 
you know, but um, I'm, I'm happy with our team overall. I just want to see us play better and put together a complete 60 minute game on offense, defense and special teams and and just whoop somebody a good old fashioned Raven way. I really appreciate the perspective that you're kind of providing because the Ravens are four and two. They are right where they want to be, right atop the AFC North. That that's that's what we want, right? Right. Um. And and to your point, the Ravens are the number two defense in the league in terms of yards allowed. Mm-hmm. They are the fourth best defense in the league in terms of points allowed. They have given up the fewest passing touchdowns in the league. They've only given up four passing touchdowns all year. I mean, th- this defense, and they, I mean. They've, they've given up only one rushing touchdown as well. I mean, think about that. They have been balling out of control, and they've been balling so hard without having everybody healthy all at the same time, right? And, I mean, consider this, right? Adafe Owe has been has been injured and, and missing some time. He he just participated in full on Thursday. He could be back. That's your That's your best, probably pure pass rusher. That's not even to talk about our guy Jadevian Clowney, whom look in the in the preseason, you know, when when they signed him, I was like, you know, eh, he's he's a he's he's good, but he's usually a better run defender than he is a pass, you know, rusher. It's like we'll see how that goes. It's like he's been he's been so like hit or miss in his career. I and, right. and I told you this, I told you this. I felt like a lot of it was about health. He's been healthy and he's been producing. And that was just something you didn't have, right? Just some like like one at least one guy who was getting consistent pressure all the time. And I feel like you you're you're getting that now. You're, you're or you're getting it more often. And then the secondary, just no matter who's in there, man. I mean, Kyle Hamilton can can go out with you know he, he can he can get disqualified from the game, you know, for that hit that he had on Chris Moore, and then. Geno Stone comes in and picks off a pass. It's like that. That's just what it is, man. Everybody is producing. Everybody's doing the job. It's really an outstanding <clears throat> unit. I do appreciate your the perspective, though, in terms of the offense, because not a lot of the offense played in the preseason. And that's the unit that needed the most work because you had a new offensive coordinator. You got new pieces. The philosophy is a little bit different. And so it makes sense that they they could take a little bit longer to gel and figure out how they're how they're going to operate. So the Ravens are not in their final form yet. Right. That's okay. They are they are not fully Haven't even scratched the surface. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. And so and so we have to maintain that perspective. And I do appreciate you kind of kind of giving me that right there because there's a part of me that's like, man, why aren't you killing everybody? Why aren't you right. just firing on all cylinders right now? It's like right. there have been days when Odell Beckham Jr. hasn't been there. Or Mark Andrews hasn't been there. So we and then and then you think about we haven't even really talked about the running game. The fact that I mean your your accoutrement of running backs has not been fully healthy. Right. Right. And and I gotta say Dobbins first game. First game. I'll tell you what, I've been liking what Justin what Justice Hill's been doing. Yeah, I think he's been providing some real burst out of the backfield. I'm curious to see if they eventually get Keaton Mitchell in there because he's he's just kind of a different 
he, he brings a different explosiveness and a different burst. But man, right. I do I really like the way Justice Hill has been running the football, and they need that so bad from him because yeah, you're spreading the ball out, you're putting the game in Lamar's hands. Yes, this is great, but you still have to be able to run the football in this league. You have to. It doesn't necessarily matter who's doing it. You just have to be able to run the ball. And you'd prefer right. that it's not Lamar Jackson all the time. I absolutely agree, man. Justice Hill is a guy that I've kind of liked <clears throat> since day one. <clears throat> He's more of a, a shiftier, slasher type, faster running back. If he breaks, he can take it a distance. And um, he, you know, he's 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 having a year so far. He's having a year thus far, and and he's spending time with Gus Edwards, and you know, and I, I really believe in my heart that he's gonna do some really good things this year for the Baltimore Ravens squad. And I, I felt like going into the season, we was a Super Bowl caliber team. I know everybody in the city yep. of Baltimore felt the exact same way. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I think we have an opportunity to really pull off some amazing feats this year. And the offense is still just getting warmed up. The one thing to me that I haven't seen wholeheartedly from our defense is that schoolyard style play that the Ravens have been so, so well known for, you know, like scripting the ball, you know, getting a ton of picks, you know, returning them for touchdowns, actually pitching the ball back to each other where they're just playing football. Like they was in the backyard where they, you know, where they buddies when they was kids in high school. The Ed Reed special. Yeah. Ed Reed, Deion Sanders, Chris McAllister, all those guys, Samari roll, I'm missing those type of plays, man, where, where there is so unselfish play. We don't care who gets it, but we're going to get it, and then we're going to take it from you, and we're going to cause turnovers week in and week out, and we're going to lead the entire league in turnovers you know, on defense, and that's that's what I think I'm, I'm missing a little bit from our defense. They're solid. They're playing to the run well. They're playing to the pass well, but I just want to see more turnovers and more forced turnovers by our defense where we're scripting the ball at every opportunity given. And that's the way you know, all that comes from practice. You know, the way you practice is the way you play. Yes. I mean, diving on every loose ball, just mm-hmm. punching it every possible thing, any any ball that you have a chance at. Absolutely. That's st- I mean, look, turnovers, there's a lot of a lot of data, a lot of statistics that kind of suggest that turnovers are, are are random. Takeaways can can be pretty random. Yeah. But the way that you practice, the mentality that you play with can be part of creating those turnovers, right? right. Do Definitely. you try to punch at every single thing, try to strip everything when it, when when the ball is near you? If there's an incomplete pass, and even if you know that ball was a forward pass and hits the ground and the ball is dead, are you trying to scoop it up, right? Are you rallying to the football any chance that you get? Absolutely. I, I think I think that's absolutely part of it. So I think that um, that's probably the, the one thing that obviously it's this is a really good defense, one of the best defenses in football, and it can be even better. Now, it's going to be really interesting to see what said defense does against the Detroit Lions team that you, you, you haven't known me this long. But I have been very critical of Jared Goff in my right. in my time. Just thinking, like you know what, he's he's just a dude, you know. He's yeah, yeah, yeah great. He'll, he'll throw it to the open guy. He'll get the ball out on time. Like he'll he'll game manage. He'll do X Y Z and stuff like that. But it's like he's not special. He's not a superstar or whatever, right? Right. And Ben Johnson, <clears throat> the 
offensive coordinator for the Detroit Lions has that man playing like he's one of the best quarterbacks in the league. Like legitimately, he his he is one of the most efficient quarterbacks in football. He's top 10 in in terms of those metrics. And then in terms of I I don't know how much you get into pro football focus grades. I kind of like to look at him just 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 to see. Right. You, You trust him in varying degrees. But Jared Goff is the second highest graded passing quarterback in football. Right. Actually, he's the highest graded quarterback, period. And again, that's not to say that he's the best. Right. He's not necessarily like, oh, yeah, I would take him over Mahomes or something. No, no one's saying that, but he's just playing really clean football. And part of what that is, is his offensive coordinator is making everything so easy for this man. Right. And he's scheming guys open. And, and putting him in positions to, to succeed and just you don't have to be a superhero. Just get the ball out of your hands and, and, and just throw the ball where, where guys are open and then let them do the rest. And they got that offense playing some really big time football. Plus, this is going to be an interesting thing. David Montgomery, he's not going to be playing most likely this this week. But the edge that he's been running with out of the backfield has been a big part of this Detroit Lions offensive identity and i should have seen it coming because i mean i'm I'm a bears fan is a guy that's watched a lot of david montgomery since he's been drafted he's not a guy who's going to hit you home runs he's not going to take the ball generally 70 80 yards he's not usually a threat to do that he's had he's had like a long touchdown or so before but but it's it's pretty rare but what he is going to do he's going to run his ass off he is going to try to run through your face he is not going to allow one guy to tackle him and that kind of physical edge that he is playing with, I, I think has, has given th- that Detroit lions team some attitude. And I love it. Um, you're not going to have that against, against the Ravens this week. It's going to be some mixture of Jameer Gibbs, the rookie whom they've kind of looked as more of a change of pace guy. Yeah. Um, and then you know maybe relying more on the passing game, so it's going to be interesting to see what they what they've got here. To me, there are two guys you got to watch on offense okay. for for the Detroit Lions. I'm on Ross St. Brown. That's the easy one. He's their mm-hmm. he's the number one receiver, go to guy. Don't care that he's you know plays a lot in the slot or he's not that big. The brother gets open. That's just what he does. And Sam Laporta, the tight end, whom. He was one of my draft guys coming out. He runs, he runs pissed off when he catches the football. I love it. And I mean, he's, he's, there's, there's a chance he's going to set some rookie records for tight ends the way that he's playing. So I think to me in the passing game, you got an issue because you got to not just deal with Amon Ra, but you got to deal with Sam Laporta. And if he catches the ball up the scene or catches it in the flat and you're not there to tackle him immediately, you got issues because you can't tackle that guy with one person either. (laughs) I hear you, man. Um, I mean, that's saying a mouthful. I mean, it's a Detroit is loaded with talent right now. I, I think their biggest, blessing is their coaching staff you know um mm-hmm. you know Aaron Glenn my ex-teammate from the New York Jets used to play cornerback in New York when I was there my rookie to my first two years I think he's doing a phenomenal job and then the head coach you know Dan Campbell 
you know, he's a tight end guy too. So I like that you pulled up Porter, you know, because he's a tight end as well. You know, anytime you represent the tight ends on this show, you know, I got to get some love and point that out, man. But, you know, they, their head coach Campbell, I think is doing a phenomenal job over there and just being able to relate to the guys and understand the guys and understand their bodies and understand what they're going through. And the players, I think, have really bought into his system. I mean, this is a different Detroit program than what you've seen two years ago. It's so funny how things change when you bring in the right people and the chemistry is right. You're talking about Jerry Goff, and I'm sitting here thinking about it. It's all about chemistry. It's all about chemistry. It's all about confidence. And, you know, you said it had something to do with the OC, and I 100% agree. agree. Your coach has a lot to do with the mentality of the player. The players take on the attitude of, the, of their coaches, and if you trust me and you believe in me, you'll get more out of me. You know, it's like a good relationship with a female, right? You know, if she trusts me and treats me right, she'll get more out of me. And it's the same thing with me. If I trust her and treat her right, you know, I'll get more out of her. You know, so I, I think that the Detroit Lions have uh, are a really sneaky team and they're going to sneak up and surprise a lot of people. I don't think this is going to be a good week for the Detroit Lions. I really don't. I think they're going to come out of this thing five and two. You know, that's just how I feel because, you know, I'm a Raven for life and I feel like we're going to we coming ready to play and we're going to bring our best. We're going to bring our best effort this week. So I'm looking forward to seeing the Ravens do some great things. But I, I definitely think if we if we don't come and we don't play all three phases the, the way we should, you know, we could walk out of this thing being disappointed. I mean, to, to me, the Lions aren't even sneaky. They're five and one. They're leading right. the NFC North. They, 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 they snuck up on five people. But like <laughs> on five teams. the interesting <laughs> thing, man, the interesting yeah. thing is there were a right. bunch of people that were like, oh, yeah, look at those Lions. They might be good this year. But there's this part of me that's there, there's a part that's like, okay, yeah, the Lions, I'll believe it when I see it. Like they they've clearly been building toward this, right? They started yeah, one in six last yeah, year. They went on a run, almost made the playoffs. And you're thinking mm -hmm. to yourself, like, okay, they're buying into Dan Campbell, they're buying into this system. They got Jared Goff playing some really good football. You get the defense ironed out, and then and then you're looking really good. Like, like there, there's definitely that that part of it, but I think there was definitely like a I'll believe it when I see it kind of deal. And right. yeah, they're real. They're really doing that. So I, I want to ask you something real quick before we switch on to the other side of the ball, man. Okay. I mean, as a tight end, I feel like I'm not trying, I'm not trying to glaze too much here, but tight end, I feel like is one of the, the most difficult positions on a football field. And so for, for you to be watching Sam Laporta doing what he's doing, yeah, how impressive is that to to be that involved in an offense as a rookie tight end? It's very impressive, man. I mean, a lot of times you you know you don't think rookies could come in and 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 be very valuable to the program unless they just so so elite and their first pick overall in the draft and stuff like that. But I mean, at the end of the day, football is football, and it's really a mindset. You know, it's really like your mindset is everything. They brought this guy in, and I think the thing that's a blessing in Detroit right now is by them having their staff and them coaches are really just building these guys up. You know, they're not tearing down their players. They're not they're not trying to play their favorite guy. They're building them up, and they're showing them why they're building them up on film every single day, and they're allowing these guys a chance to flourish and become great. And I think, you know, Porter, he's just – he's having – he's taking advantage of every single opportunity that's came his way so far, and he came in – hot training camp ready to go he was a body that was prepared for it and he didn't hold anything back Laporta just have done a great job you know he came into this thing hot and just playing his butt off 
you know, at, at 245 pounds and being able to move and being able to run and being another one of those Iowa guys, you know, you just, you know, it's, I mean, we, you know, we grabbed a, a center from Iowa, you know, in Baltimore. He's, he's actually a pretty freaking good player, you know, you know, I mean, so, t- Tyler Linderbaum, when he yeah. came out, the, the only knock on him was, Oh, he's got those, those short arms. Like, I don't know if he's going to be yeah. good. And it's yeah. like, look, if he's an offensive lineman or a tight end from Iowa, we can work with that yeah, because no. that's just what they do down there. They don't he's do re- they don't do receivers or really quarterbacks. Think like CJ Beathard or whatever came out of there. But for the most part, man, it's like if you're a tight end from Iowa, I don't care. I can work with you. If you're if you're an offensive lineman from Iowa, I know mm-hmm. you can run block. I know you're nasty because that's literally all you freaking do is run the ball and just beat people up. Yeah, I'm looking at um at 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 um at Laporta's you know measurables right now. I mean he's six three two forty five. That's almost the exact same as what I was when I played in the NFL. And, and guys would look at me like, man, you're you're small, you're a little tight end, you know. But everybody's kind of going to that hybrid guy. So he's really more of an H back. He's more of a, a running back slash tight end type, but hybrid like I was and able to move and run. And when you get guys that can actually run at the tight end position, it's kind of scary. And that's I think that's a huge part of the reason why he's so slippery and doing all the great things that you see him doing. He's a little bit more agile, a little bit more quick on his feet. He's able to get those backside cutoff blocks pretty quick and get up and get out on those reach blocks on the edge as well to seal that edge off. And he has a little strength and a little, a little power to him as well, man. He got long arms, 32, 32 inches and a quarter arms. Yeah. And he got huge hands, man. He got 10 and a quarter inch hands. Think yeah. about that. Monster yeah. hands. And it's, yeah, it's absolutely. like you know, not quite tackle length arms, but getting kind of close. Right. You know what I mean? And, and, and you know, it's yeah. interesting though, right? You, you bring up, you know, small for for the position, but I think even from you tell me what you think of this, but it feels to me like with you know guys trending towards like oh yeah, like kind of hybrid tight ends, the defenses tr- defenses are trending that way too. They Smaller are. linebackers, maybe they have going no with with more like tweeners in terms of linebackers and safeties, yeah. right? Guys that, that can run and cover and do a little bit more in this passing league, right? So he's probably relatively not undersized for tight end now, but maybe he would have been back then because you got the big right. thumpers, right? Because everything right. was about between the tackles, okay? It's going forward. Mm-hmm. It's, it's, you know, get downhill, mm-hmm. get up to the linebacker, beat up on people you know what i mean and nowadays it's a little bit more especially with you know the college offense i think i think laporte is a little bit more of like they ran more pro style like you know uh you know ference down there like that's like kind of how they get down but i think um he's so well suited for this game so far and Mm -hmm. and he he looks the part my man now that we talked about the offense a little bit because i because i think I think Baltimore's defense until somebody until somebody really gets at them I'm going to assume that they're going to hold their own. And I feel like they'll probably hold their own against against the Lions and at least make things tough. Right. Um, it might I mean they'll probably allow a touchdown. I mean or they I think they've only given up two touchdowns like all year. Like the rest has been field goals or whatever. It's, it's pretty wild. Yeah. Um on the other side of the ball I'm really this this Lions defense feels like the embodiment of Dan Campbell in a way. They've got 
one or two guys, like highly drafted guys, like Aiden Hutchinson, number two, oh, two overall pick from last year, which I'm sorry, Jacksonville, you made a mistake on that one. Jack, <laughs> Aiden, Aiden Hutchinson should have been the number one overall pick. I don't know. I don't know what y'all were doing. Um, but then on the other side, you know, you, you, or like in the, in the back end, you got Brian Branch, who was taking the second round this year. I mean, look, the people were talking about Brian Branch, like, oh, yeah, like he's got the, you know, he could be the number 14 overall pick to the New England Patriots, like when I was covering the team. And I'm like, I'm not taking a slot corner safety number 14 overall, especially when, I mean, there are better players there. But I was looking at Brian Branch playing. It's like this dude plays so clean. Yeah. He, he's, he's a, he is your classic Nick Saban coach defensive back. You just, you don't catch this guy out of position when he, it's time to trigger downhill. He's going to smack you. And if there's a play to be made, he's going to make that play. He's going to get his hands on the ball. He's going to do something with it. And, and, I mean, he's just such an NFL ready player. And right. so you've got to me two kind of blue chippers on that defense. And a lot of the rest of those guys are just like getting your face, beat you up, scrappy, bunch of undrafted or underdrafted guys. Right. And they just play with a ton of attitude, man. So it's not even necessarily like, oh, yeah, you got crazy you know, blue chip talent all over the place. I mean, Aiden Hutchinson, I mean, that, that dude is a, he's a freaking monster. I mean, you talk, you talk about a guy who plays his butt off like Sam Laporta, like Aiden Hutchinson is the Sam Laporta, that defense, except even crazier because he just never stops ever. (laughs) I I have a little story for you for, for Brian branch. Oh, let's get it. Let's get it. Yeah. So, so I used to be the director of recruiting and player personnel over at Georgia State University, you know, downtown Atlanta, here in Atlanta, Georgia. Um, I was a buddy of mine. His name is Andre Powell. He oh, he has this league called the Pass League, the P-A-S-S League um, for young athletes. And Brian Branch was one of his athletes. You know, he's a South Georgia guy, you know, Brian Branch. So I went down to talk to the kids and talk to their parents about recruiting and, you know, what is it going to take to get them in college and, you know, what are we looking for, you know, at colleges and recruiters and coaches and stuff like that. And then I got a chance to get on the field and watch, you know, these kids run routes and play. You know, Andre was telling me about this white kid he had at receiver that was, like, legit good, like on some Cooper Cup type mess, right? I went and watched the white kid. This kid is good. Then I saw this little 14-year-old kid. It was Brian Branch. And I'm like, who is this little kid right here that playing corner? Like, like he's, like – feet work was phenomenal like no wasted move it was natural everything was so natural he was like dog he's 14 dog i was like man you lying he was like no he's 14 i was like you serious this kid 14 years old he's like he's 14 i said bro he's gonna play on sundays i promise you i said he's gonna play on sundays i went back to georgia state told him about this kid they was like he's too young we're not recruiting him kid ended up committing to alabama the rest is history you know but it, it goes to show you you know, I'm not I'm not saying that I'm the best scout in the world. I've got the best talent eye in the world. But when I saw this kid, he reminded me of somebody that I thought was one of the best corners I ever played with or played against. And that was um Chris McAllister in Baltimore. You know, had really patient feet. Now, he's playing corner at the time. Now, he's playing safety in the NFL. So imagine what he's doing at safety with the patience that he has and the feet work that he has and the no wasted movement, no wasted motion that he has. He Everything he did was effortless and smooth and just – 
and he have no wasted movement in his in his legs, his drop step, his 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 J step, none of that. Everything was his T step. Everything was clean, like really, really, really clean. And um, now the kid is playing for the Detroit Lions, wearing number thirty two and balling out. Remember, I saw he got a pick six week one, and I was like, yeah, go ahead, B, go ahead. I've never rooted for the Detroit Lions in my life. It's not well, not since Barry Sanders left, right? But um, after Barry Sanders retired, it's no, it's been no more Detroit Lions for me at all. But that kid got me looking at Detroit like, all right, Detroit, y'all got y'all one, man. Let's go. And then Aiden Hutchinson, of course, you know, he got that Bosa feel to him. And he's just out there balling, man. Yeah. He's having fun. When you're having fun playing this game, your heart got to stop. And you can just tell he's just out there having fun. He's a kid in the backyard playing against some of his good old buddies and said, and talking crap the whole time. I love it. I love it. Yeah. And you know what? Uh, you know, seeing him playing in the, in the NFC North, I mean, he is – already year two you talked about the bosa field yeah i think so because it's it's not just about i, I don't know it, it's the similarities in, in the game the build but also the motor mm-hmm. the right. will to dominate i think you can't underestimate that kind of stuff like he wants to affect every single play i mean there are some guys that you can see like they're dominant they can they can win on every single play but look man you get tired or whatever you take a you take a play off you know it's like okay it's not really coming to me or i didn't really get home with my initial move like okay i'm cool like like we'll, we'll get him next time no aiden hutchinson is chasing and chasing and chasing and he is just madly trying to get you like pretty much every single play and it's yeah. interesting man you talked about brian branch and it just makes me think like sometimes you can just tell when a dude moves different, yeah. like I saw Jalen Smith, um, you know, from, from Notre Dame, um, you obviously got hurt, you know, before coming out of the draft and he's bounced around the NFL, but I saw him when he was in high school right? and I saw Tyler Eifert, you know, former uh, Bengals tight end play in high school. And sometimes you can just tell when a guy it's not just that they're bigger and stronger, you know, or, or whatever than, than other kids. Cause I've seen that too. Like I actually played against K short. Um, you know, he was with the Panthers for a while, you know, pro bowl, like, you know, kind of caliber defensive interior guy. Mm-hmm. You can tell sometimes when like a guy's just sort of leaning on you, he's just bigger and he's just getting by with that. But sometimes you can just tell when a guy moves differently, like everything, look like everyone looks slow compared to them. People, like they don't look like they're trying. They they just but but they also they're they're in no hurry to you know in anything that they do, whether it's the routes that they're running or the way that they that they read a play. And you're just like, yeah, that that's that's a different kind of good. Absolutely. And it, it it's like you've probably seen. I mean, you've seen a lot more of that than I have. But but I feel like sometimes you can still just tell like, okay. Now that like like there's some guys that are good for a certain level of competition like no that guy's good good like that guy's gonna play on Saturdays and potentially Sunday right. and it's always fun when you get to recognize that so two blue chippers on the Lions defense and a bunch of dudes with just some straight up attitude so we've talked about it I get the feeling you know you're 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 pretty much like you you believe in the Ravens. Why why do you think they're gonna win this game? Come on, man. I believe in the Ravens. You already said it, baby. <laughs> yeah. This is the but Believe I, in the I, Ravens I podcast. I'm I'm a hundred percent in for Baltimore. First of all, we got Lamar Jackson, the best quarterback in the league. 
All right. He hasn't even started to show the world how dope he is again yet. You know, he's coming off an injury from last season. This is this is last week was game one. Preseason just finished up for the Baltimore Ravens offense. This is week two. All right. So we're going into week two of the regular season with Lamar Jackson. Justice Hill is starting to show up and play well. Our mm-hmm. offensive line is blocking well, and they're giving Lamar some time back there. That's all he needed some time. Too. Yeah, they healthy. are. Yeah, we're starting to get healthy across the board. You know, um, our receiving core, OBJ got off a little bit last week, caught a slant, almost tried to creep that thing, looking like almost old school OBJ again. I, I love that. Nelson Aguilera has been getting off for us every single week. Um, I, I, all I see is greatness coming from him, man, and him just being out there, just working his butt off every single week. Bateman got a ball too last week as well. We spread the ball around a lot. It looked a lot better than it did the week against Pittsburgh when they dropped all those balls. You know, let's not even bring it up no more. Forget I said that. Okay. And then, um, <laughs> and then, you know, my boy, Mark Andrews is a dog, man. He's a dog. He's just waiting to, 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 for you to take the leash off him every single week, you know, and then you got Isaiah likely behind him. I think, like, I still think we're probably one of the most talented, talented teams in this entire league, skill position wise, which is saying a lot because this is the NFL. Everybody's super talented, you know, but I feel like we got one of the best. This is still the best offense I've ever seen the Baltimore Ravens have put, have, have in pads ever, you know, in the organization history. And that's saying a lot too because we've had some great offenses here. I was a part of some great ones here as well. And on, on defensive side of the ball, we're ranked number two in the league right now in a lot of categories, ranked number one in some categories as well. I'm still waiting to see that turnover category to just kind of flash off the screen for me. Once we get that part of the defense down, it's a wrap for everybody. It's over. If you can't score, you can't win, you know? And I think that's one of the things that the Ravens have going for you. They're going to tr- they're going to do everything they can to keep your team underneath 21 points. Right now we're averaging 22.5 a game or something like that. So if you keep the teams underneath 21, we win every game at 22.5. I'll take that. You know, that's on a, that's on a bad day. On a good day, we might give you 40. We might give you 50. So let's just see what happens this week. But I'm all in on the Baltimore Ravens. And and don't forget, we got we got the X factor. We got Justin Tucker, you know. Always, best always gonna game. do something special every week, baby. I'm ready. Best best in the game. I mean, they they what they won that game in London because of Justin Tucker. I mean, absolutely. I just I don't even know what else to say about that man. He's he is he's the, it's not every day that you find yourself thinking like yes i want to watch this kicker right you know it's it's like he like watching justin tucker kick actually is is an exciting thing um but that's but that's that's what it is when you're the goat um that's what see look that that's what i wanted from you man because i know you believe in the ravens i know about you i know you bleed purple but i wanted to know about about the x's and o's mine i want to know why from that perspective you think the ravens are going to win this game my thought on the on why I think the Ravens are going to win this game in a way is is I feel like right now the Ravens play are, are kind of playing up and down almost to the level of competition where yeah the Colts were a team playing the backup quarterback I feel like they let their foot off the gas a little bit and they lose that game Man. the Steelers they definitely should have won that game I don't know if I, if I would say that they that they let their foot off the gas or or, or, or maybe that they didn't take the Steelers seriously because that's a rivalry game you always want Steelers right they dropped they, 20 balls they dropped 20 balls Kyrie. yeah but it's like there's focus stuff in there but I right. think that they took care of business against the Titans they they did what they had to do, and I feel like they are going to come in. They are absolutely going to be locked in against against this team. 
against this Detroit Lions team because they know what they're about, man. Yeah. So I I expect a pretty inspired Baltimore Ravens effort against this team. And obviously, you just know the recent history of the Baltimore Ravens playing the Detroit Lions. And whether it's the Justin Tucker, what, 61 yards or, or whatever it is to, to you know go up and win a game late. And then the 66-yarder for the win a couple of years ago, which, I mean, just... <laughs> I mean, that guy is crazy, right? But like preceding that, Lamar Jackson with one of the most insane, you know, it was like fourth, it was fourth and forever. I can't even remember how long it was. And he yeah. converts it, right? I, I think I think that it probably continues the trend. I think the Ravens are ready to face this Lions team. And I think it I think it matters that they that this is a five and one Lions team. And it's going to be an interesting test. Look, in the end, when it comes to be playoff time, everything gets thrown out the window. I understand that. It's week seven. It's early. This Ravens team is nowhere near what it what it will eventually become. But I do love, honestly, having this kind of game early on in the season. Because I think it's going to tell them a little bit about themselves. Okay? Are you ready? Like, like this is one of the best teams in the NFC. Mm -hmm. If y'all keep playing on the trajectories you're playing on, there's a chance you could see each other in a few months in a pretty right. damn big game. You know what I mean? I know exactly what you mean. And so you need to see teams like this and you need to evaluate where you are. So I think the Ravens are going to be up to this challenge. I would definitely pick them to win to the tone of something like there's going to be some points scored in this game. So I think I put this one as like a 28 to 24 Ravens or something like that. Though, though actually it might be something like there's going to be some field goals mixed in because I think the Lions yeah. defense is going to get some stops. So maybe you're talking about like a 31 to, I don't know, like a, like a 31 to 27 or something. Well, you know, I, I definitely think it's going to be a closer game. We haven't been putting a lot of points on the board, so I'm not going to go that high. I think it's going to be more like, you know, 20, maybe 21-17 or something like that. Fair I think it's going to be a defensive game. I think both defenses are going to show up ready to play. The Lions are playing with a lot of energy right now. Our defense is starting to kind of roll on all cylinders, and I'm hoping we can get a lot of pressure on this quarterback on, on golf and just kind of get them frazzled and razzled. One thing you can always say about former Ravens defenses is that they were scary defenses. So when people play us, they still they still know that you got a Roquan Smith, mm -hmm. Patrick Queen, you got an OA, you got, you know, and you get Clowney. Is Clowney down this week still? Is he still down? Is he, he's up? So he's I think Cl Clowney's uh, been out of practice for like rest purposes. I'm not, right. I'm not sure that I he's, he's not going to play. play. I, I think, I think play. he'll probably play. Yeah. I mean, he's missed more sacks than he's made, but he's still balling. I mean, he got, <laughs> I, mean, I mean, he I had mean, like this, 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 I got, I got to check this out. I got to see where his pressure stats are at. Because it was high. It was like 54% or something like that. Like on, is, on pass plays. It's he's crazy. Been all up in there man yeah. like he's he's been he's been up there with with the most pressures gotten he just hasn't gotten the sacks down because i mean just for whatever reason just just wrap up man bring your arms like let's do this right so jadevian Clowney's tied for six with nick bosa with 29 See? pressures 29 pressures 29 how many, many sacks and three sacks yeah so or no sorry sorry four sacks so not even necessarily that bad but still, you got to convert a little bit more of those. 
the crazy thing is that we're at the top of the AFC North and the Lions is the top of the NFC North. Yes. You know, so, I mean, you got two top teams playing against each other early, early in the season like this. I love it. I love it for the ball and I love it for primetime television. I'm definitely going to be watching this game. I'm all in on this one, man. I'm I'm excited to see what's going to happen this weekend because I think this is the type of matchups that the NFL needs, you know, throughout the entire season. And um, it's going to be an interesting game. I think we got a better offense than the Lions. I'm just going to keep it 100 with you. You know, I think we run the ball better than the Lions. Um, I think we got a better core of receivers. Now, I also do like the Jameson Williams kid from Alabama that plays for the Lions. I think he's I think he's their X factor because, you know, people don't really quite know that the kid is super dope, you know. But when you're watching film, you can't deny him. You cannot deny him, boy. I'm telling you, as he as he starts to develop and get more confidence in his league, he's going to be a problem for some people. You know, but I'm looking forward to um to see our defense against their guys. And I'm looking forward to see this offense because every week I'm excited to actually watch our offense play. I, I can't wait yeah. to see what Lamar's gonna do. I can't wait to see what the running backs are gonna do. I can't wait to see what Mark Andrews is gonna do. I can't wait to see what OBJ, you know, my boy Zay Flowers, your boy Zay Flowers, let me say that, you know, and the rest of the crew, man. I'm I'm excited about this team, man. And I, our, the good thing about us is our head coach is a special teams guy, you know. So that third that third phase of the game is usually taken care of. If we can win on special teams and at least one of these other phases, I think we got this thing on lock. Yeah, you know what? I think you know you brought up you brought up JMO, man. I love I love fast guys, and the thing is, like he is he is a fast guy among fast guys, right? Like that, like that's that kind of speed where you you know we talked about it. Right. You get that guy out in the open and that's go ahead and set the ball down for the extra point. You know, it's it's done. We're done. Um, And I love it. Now, with him, it's all about discipline, Mm -hmm. staying on the field, not getting into trouble and continuing to get comfort. And that could be really interesting. Of course, we don't want to see that happen against the Baltimore Ravens. Not not this week. I'm sure they are going to have a plan for that. You're interested to see it. I know I'm interested to see it, and I hope y'all are interested, just as excited as we are for this weekend's game. Ravens versus Lions, week seven. Let's get that dub, Baltimore Ravens, and stay atop the AFC North. I'm Kyrie Thompson. That's Daniel Wilcox, and we believe in the Ravens, as always. Make sure you check out this podcast here, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you get it, and keep an eye out for us on Reach TV, all that other good stuff. Peace out. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.